Konnichiwa. Welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Kia ora, Catherine. Konnichiwa, Jane. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's October, best month of the year. Lovely. And the weather is fabulous and oh. I no longer need to complain about how hot it is. Yes, finally the temperature went under 30 degrees today. Yay. <laughs> so nice. Finally. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yay. So, and yeah. what have you been up to? You are not in your usual location. No, this background, if you can see, is not my usual background. I'm in Kurashiki City in Okayama. And Which I'm here is near Osaka, yeah. past Osaka for those past who Osaka, sure. past Kyoto, yeah, past Kyoto, before, Osaka, Hiroshima. Uh, mm. Yeah, it happens to be the 50th anniversary of the sister city relationship between Christchurch in New Zealand and Kurashiki, which is where I am. Amazing! Quite we a had long a party time. in the weekend. Yeah. It was so incredible. Before wow. the party as well, there was a, it was just incredible to even think 50 years ago, you know, 1973, and some listeners wouldn't have been born then, but to think that that's when a relationship started between two cities at grass level mm. is just really amazing. Mm. Yeah, so it was a very hot day. We had a ceremony at the city hall. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a pledge signed between the two cities again to further the next 50, the, 50 years. Um, both mayors of cities spoke. It was lovely. They gave us lots and lots of water. We were allowed to drink water while we were sitting in this formal ceremony, which was okay. quite a different thing, yeah, because it was just so hot. Hmm. Uh, we then went to a friendship square, the friendship square, where all of the four, I think, four sister cities are commemorated. And there's trees from every five years of... Uh, the sister city relationship with Christchurch and Kuraski, at least from 35th. Mm -hmm. So I look 35, 40, 45 and 50. I've been at all of these wow. ceremonies. So I feel quite a veteran, you know, <laughs> but it was great. Wow. There was a cabbage tree unveiling and it's a, it's an interesting tree because it's more purple and red. It looked a beautiful color uh, leaf mm. on the cabbage tree. So that's been unveiled. A plaque was unveiled, beautiful plaque with, silver fern and a Fuji wisteria flower on it as well, the symbol of Kuraski. So that was lovely. And then we went into the formal sort of um, celebrations, which was just incredible, really, sitting at the table with people I've known for, I would say, more than 20 years, since mm -hmm. I was back in New Zealand bringing student groups and the mm -hmm. mayoral group to Kuraski. And it made me stop and think how, without those sort of formative links that I made at those early days, what would I be doing now? Because people homestayed me, the people at the city hall looked after me. I had one disastrous homestay family and mm. one of the members there remembered rescuing me from that family oh my goodness. Uh, and taking me somewhere yeah. else. And just those things that I wouldn't have known mm. anything about had not happened to me then. And so the relationships were just amazing. And we all said, oh, you all look the same and you look the same. Obviously, we're <laughs> about 30 years older, but... Great, great stuff. And there Very was good. a beautiful video from the beginning time right through and it had a most gorgeous New Zealand background music. And I was literally bawling my eyes out in the middle of the room and people were saying, you're okay. So, yes, it's just hugely emotional. Very moving. And you've invested mm. so much time and you see all these photographs of people, right? That mm -hmm. mean a lot. So 
there you go. That's another sort of wow, way of building a, a relationship, of... right? 50 years is Effort. a long time, yeah. a long, long time. And there's been so many involved and so many have just stayed with the relationship too, which is just great. So it's lovely to be here in this fair city. Mm, goodness me. So you were doing that on the weekend. I, on the weekend, was also at an international kind of event. It was an international day here in my city and I was asked to represent New Zealand. And so I did my best and I took along all of my New Zealand information and set up my little stall there. Oh, <laughs> I had a little tent and some tables. And so I put all of my New Zealand things out and a map and all this stuff and people would come along and I would say, oh, have you ever been to New Zealand? And mostly they would say no. And then they, I would ask them, oh, would you like to go to New Zealand one day? And they were, everybody said yes. So that was great. And so then I would talk to them about whatever it was they wanted to talk about. Some people wanted to talk about the food in New Zealand. Some people wanted to know where was a good place to go for sightseeing mm. or a train riding or whatever interest that they had. And it was very interesting just to see how much people know or do not know about New Zealand and on a very grassroots level kind of situation. But everyone was curious. Everyone was very interested to maybe see if they could potentially go to New Zealand in the future. So mm. in New Zealand, you may be getting a few bookings from coming <laughs> I'm sure I sold about at least 10 seats right Fantastic. on the flight but a lot of people didn't even know that there is a thing called Air New Zealand which I find wow. surprising right because I'm surrounded by Air New Zealand um, advertising it pops up on my yeah, Facebook yeah. and my you know various social media and websites and things but if you're not in the know you don't know kind of thing right so it's, an, it's a lot of potential there still to reach people oh, that absolutely. haven't been reached yet. Yeah, that was what I came away from it with. And just that everyone was really curious Good about New Zealand. There you go. Great to hear. Like At an event like I am, you already got a captured audience, haven't you? They know oh, about they already New Zealand. Know. They've been yeah. there. Yeah. But you've got that group there that are, who else is there in this country who has not been to New Zealand yet and they haven't been tapped into? And I guess not knowing that information that we do hmm. fly. Yeah, right, every a day now. thing like that, that you can fly direct from Narita to Auckland. Yeah. There you go. Mm. We're hitting up Clovis for a bit of uh, commission there, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Clovis. Joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, who do just, we – oh, sorry, go ahead. Yes, no, I was just going to say, we're, just, you're making me think about the links that we've had. We've had so many different kinds of people on the show so mm -hmm. far too with those linkages, talking about them at – what we've just talked about grassroots and you've been grass grassroots just there in the weekend but building up from that people who've been at the top of their businesses in in japan mm. and new zealand those who have done who are building their own entrepreneurial businesses here people at the very very top right ceos of businesses and also in the embassy right mm -hmm. so we've got a whole big mm. range of people and i think today's episode is mm. episode correct me if i'm wrong 39 it's 39 we are nearly at 40. I can't believe it's it. It's episode Sankyu. Sankyu. 39. Sanju Q. Sankyu. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And it is a big thank you mm. to Tim Bunting who came mm. along onto the show. He was marvelous and you will hear that shortly. He's often known too as the Kiwi Yamabushi, right, Jane? He's known Kiwi as the Yamabushi. Kiwi Yamabushi. Yes. Yamabushi. Known as the Kiwi Yamabushi. Certified mountain aesthetic ascetic from, yeah. yeah from mm -hmm. new zealand 
he helps people just through this Yamabushido program. It's about self-discovery and self-development. And I think during our talk with him, we had a certain amount of self-development <laughs> totally. and self-discovery. Yeah. Had a little, like we were in the mountains with quest. him. Yeah. yeah, we went on a little mm. quest. And so he writes his daily blog. Uh, it's fantastic. If you haven't got it or receive it, get it, because Tim just writes so beautifully and makes you feel like you're alongside him in the mountains. He's also got a YouTube channel. So mm. we had a lot of fun. We hope you do too. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to Tim. It's a definitely a secret doorway into a part of Japan you may not have experienced yet. So we enjoyed this episode. Kia ora, Tim. Welcome to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Great to have you on the show. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. All right. We'd like to start with a warm-up question. We've got a special one for you today. What culture or custom from Japan would you take back to New Zealand with you? That's a good one. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I wish New Zealanders were a little bit more uh, compassionate <laughs> at times. Or just Japanese people, when you make a mistake, I don't know. Oh, I guess it can be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you use your gaijin pass, right? When you make well, a mistake, you, you do get to. Yeah, I, to I use that quite a lot. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and maybe having that same compassion for people who are not from our country, right? If they get things yeah, wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you're new here. Okay. Is that yeah. what you mean? But, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because New Zealand's pretty good with that actually. <laughs> like maybe like when driving, for example, here because where we live in snow country, like especially in the middle of winter, people let people in a lot. Ah, yes, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And actually, maybe too much sometimes. Mm. About like like when you're waiting at a stop sign and someone's trying to let you go through, but I'm like, it's like no, I'm no, I'm following sign, the so. actual rules here. <laughs> rules, yeah. <laughs> That actually yeah, that happens, happens quite often. Yeah. I had someone <laughs> um, so... stop the other day to let me go across two lanes of traffic, but they were actually creating more danger yeah. for me. Exactly. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, just go, please. I'm ha I'm perfectly safe here sitting on this, you know, this lane waiting to go across two lanes. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was cars coming and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> not helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had... Now that, um, yeah, not like uh, sort of. Beeping the horn at people when they're a bit slow yeah, off the mark yeah, and at traffic considerate. lights and all this sort of stuff. Or, mm, yeah, there's a lot of that sort of compassionate driving yeah. out there, I feel. Mm. But it could just be because the ratio of older drivers here is much higher, <laughs> like, yeah. especially here in Yamagata. But and and people, sure. know what it's, people understand what it's like to try and get out into the traffic in the yep. snow country yep. in winter, right? So they're like, okay, you might need a bit more time to get into the lane than you know, because of the wet road conditions, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So they yeah. understand. So they are more willing to let you, you know, come in. Yeah. I get you. All right, Catherine, how about you? What's your Japanese culture or custom that you would take back to New Zealand with you? Mm. I had a recent visit to the Loft store in Japan, and I love Loft because it has my favorite thing, which is stationery. And I got myself fixated on the stationery that, you know, seasonal stationery. And oh, currently, yep. because it's autumn, there's like little bunnies and pampas grass and making mochi and moon and the moons mm. and things like that. And I thought, oh, maybe I could start restart the seasonal greetings on Japanese stationery again. 
So that's kind of a thing that's mm. very seasonal. And I just struck me the other day and I bought some of that particular stationery. I thought, oh, maybe I'll send a letter to someone this season with that paper. And then I might do it again in winter over the year and just see how that goes. So mm. it's a great question because I actually just thought of that and bought the paper and the envelope. Wow. So yeah, who knows who might be the recipient. <laughs> well, that's a very Catherine answer because I know you love stationery, right? So, yeah, it's bringing this season. You're in the right place then. Yeah, yeah, right? Bringing the seasons yeah. into your stationery, really enjoying that seasonalness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so many things I could choose, but that's what I've gone for. How about mm. you, Jane? Like you said, so many things I could choose. What would be the one right off the top of my head is no shoes inside? Ah. Mm. Yes. Nice. I cannot believe that I used yes. to like just walk around in my house with my shoes on. That's ah. that <laughs> on is... the bed as well. Yeah. Wearing oh. shoes on the bed. <laughs> yeah. That like, is how... spot on. Perfect answer. Like that is just <laughs> it, isn't it? it Summarises <laughs> no New Zealand, don't do that. Yeah, do some some people does. have that rule in their house. And it tends to be I've noticed like my friends who are farmers, right? Yeah. Of course, you don't wear your farming boots mm. and things into the house. Mm. You take them off and things. But if you're just a regular townie yeah. like my family, then yeah, <laughs> no concept of inside and outside, right? And and I think that that's what it is. There's the concept of inside and outside, and they are different. Mm. And mm. one of the most visible ways to see that is mm. taking your shoes off when you go from outside where things tend to be dirty to inside your home, which you make an effort to keep clean. You would probably change your clothes when you get home take off your outside work clothes and change into your inside snuggly pants and <laughs> comfy clothes, right? Um, put on your apron for the cleaning and stuff. So yeah, that definitely that keeping that inside outside sort of thing going would be something I would take back. Mm, really good. I mean, in New Zealand, when you get a new house, right, people say, take your shoes off when you're coming on the new carpet. But after a while, we sort of forget that that right so and it's difficult I to ask that. your guests to take their shoes off right whereas in japan it's like of course i take my shoes off like <laughs> of course, yes and you go prepared right you've got your socks on or whatever you know you, you go prepared to the clinic with your socks on because you may have to take your shoes <laughs> off and share slippers <laughs> with someone right yeah anyway. oh great well done well tim bunting we are so happy to have you here we know you're also known as the kiwi yamabushi and we are, right. dying, yep. we are dying to find out all about you. I've seen you around, but I've never had the chance to speak and just want to really hear about the, the program that you offer and self-development and self-discovery in the Japanese mountains. And we think it's really a great time to bring you in. We know you write your daily blog as well. So welcome indeed to the Jandals in Japan podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us how you came to be in Japan, right? Your connection, what brought you here? We know what you're doing now, but what yeah. has brought you here? When I was little, we used to we used to host Japanese students at our house. So I had a chance to interact with Japanese people from a young age. And then so my brother, he's four years older than me. So he started studying Japanese at high school and he did a year in Tokyo. He lived in Tokyo. Um, when he was in high school and when I went to high school, I started studying Japanese because I had already had many interactions with Japanese people and my brother was a huge influence, obviously. I started studying Japanese at high school and, and I fell in love with it straight away and I found I didn't have to actually try that hard. 
<laughs> Japanese. Like, was we did it really slowly. Like, it was like one <laughs> a hiragana a day. <laughs> yeah, a hiragana a day. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2005, I went to, we did a two week Japan trip and did 10 days in Osaka. And from Osaka, we went to Kyoto and Hiroshima as well, Hiroshima, Miyajima. And then we did four days in Tokyo. And then I remember leaving from Narita and looking down and saying that I wanted to live there in Japan mm. at that time. So I was only between 16, I think, mm. 16 or 17. So I kept studying Japanese and I went to IPC or IPU. Have you heard of this university? It's in Palmerston North. It's run by Japanese people. Ah, mm. uh, yes, I have yeah. heard of them. Yeah. They, they often participate in the Japanese festivals doing yes. drum, drums That's and things right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a university. When I was there, there were about six or 700 students, and more than half of them were Japanese. And so more exposure to Japan. And then I did a six month study abroad in Okayama and then came back to New Zealand. I worked at ANZ for about three or four months. And then, as you the do, op- as you do. <laughs> <laughs> then the opportunity to come on JET came up. And so I was accepted for JET and I came here in 2010. Uh, right here to Yamagata Prefecture. Ah, here yep. we go. Mm. So you got to Yamagata, you did your jet. Yep. And obviously, you, what's next? Like a lot of jets want to stay on and it can be really tricky to find yeah. that next thing. So what happened to you? I originally wanted to just do like freelance translation or interpretation. And that's what I did for a few months, which is fine because with that you can live and work here. Uh, but then 2014 in December, I got married. So that's how I was able to stay thanks to my wife. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, well, she was the main reason for staying. But uh, right, that um, funny that also happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing freelance interpretation and translation, and then um, I picked up a job at, at a university here. My contract is quite loose, I, I would say. Like I, I don't have to work too many hours. Don't say and, that. Everyone will want that job. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> People are coming a for really your good job. job. Um, <laughs> except now I'm, it's mainly university work and then a whole lot of Yamabushi stuff. Got time for Yamabushi stuff, as you yes. say, right? Yeah. yeah, and this is your point of difference. I don't think there are any other New Zealand Yamabushi are there. Or... Not that I know of. I know right. of a, an Australian Yamabushi and... There's a few from like the Netherlands, Brazil. One of my friends is from the UK. Hmm. And then I've got another friend who's from Germany. But uh, I don't know any other Kiwi Yamabushi. Right. So. Awesome. Yeah. So what's Yamabushi? We've got to ask yeah. you. Tell us what <laughs> yeah. that is. <laughs> so, um, so Yamabushi are practitioners of what's called Shugendo. And so Shugendo is... So shu is ascetic practice, and gen is from the word gendiki, which means supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. And then do is do, like in judo or um, kado, so flower arranging or sado. So the way of um, tea ceremony, the way of the yeah. way of tea ceremony, yeah. the way of ju- throwing people around, yeah. the way of ascetic. Exactly. Yeah. What was the other word you said? Aesthetic. So, uh, spiritualness or no? Aesthetic. Aesthetic pra- practice. Practice. Basically, going into the mountains, and I don't know. That's I. I, I can explain. I can only <laughs> what explain. What was the so middle much. word you said? The gen. 
Gain, uh, gain Riki. Gain Riki. Riki is chikara. Gain Riki. Uh, power. Um, power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's modern Japanese. So yeah, uh, Yamabushi is a practitioner of Shugendo. Mm-hmm. And this is really hard to describe because there's a whole, like. We're, we're counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to know yeah. what this is. Tell us, tell us. Yeah. So we, we go into the mountains into aesthetic training or Yamabushi training, but we're sworn to secrecy. <gasps> oh, yeah. So there's a secret aspect of yeah. what you do and you can't, you're not allowed to tell we're us. We're not allowed so to, we're to say exactly yeah. what we do. But mm. I'll, I'll tell you what I can tell you. And I'll tell you like what what you can see from the outside. So we'll stay on the mountain, um, usually in, in sight, usually in some sort of like a shrine or something like that. And from there, also sometimes we do rituals in that shrine. And from that shrine, we will visit Haisho. So Haisho is Ogambu Fokoro, so places to worship or places to pray. Mm-hmm. And this is basically like anyone who's been to Japan, they go to a shrine, you'll see like um, Shimenawa, like a rope with white lightning-shaped tassels designating sacred areas. And so basically what we do is we would go to these, we would visit these sacred areas and we would pray to the kami or the Buddha of these sacred areas. Uh, these places can be quite far as well. Like, for example, we climb to the summit of Mount Gasan, which is 1,984 meters. Um, and not only that, there are some other places around there that we also go to that uh, mm. non-Yamabushi are not allowed to go to. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so we visit all these sacred areas um, and pray to the kami and the Buddha. Uh, we do it in silence as well. So no talking besides when you're praying. Or in our case, we are Dewa Sanzan Yamabushi. So Dewa Sanzan is the three mountains of Dewa here in the center of Yamagata Prefecture. And Dewa Sanzan Yamabushi, we have a phrase or a philosophy. It's called Uketamo. And it means I accept. And mm-hmm. so basically the master will say, we will now climb Mount Gasan. And you say, uketamo, and you Okay, hi, hi, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just have to ask this question before I forget. How did you come to even uh, yeah. know about that? How did Yamabushi appear in your life? I have to ask this now. Yeah. So the first week that I spent here in Yamagata Prefecture, I actually climbed Mount Hagoro. And my friend told me that there are these people called Yamabushi. And that's about all I knew for five or six years. So I fell in love with this area of Yamagata since I first came here. I couldn't believe that this is such a wonderful area that basically no one knows about. And so um, I tried to build the profile of this area a bit. And then my friend knew that I was doing this, that I wanted to share this area with more people. My friend, he's Australian. He's maybe six foot two and he's white and he was running out in the middle of the rice fields. And then my now boss saw him and was like, why is there a white person running in the middle of the rice fields of Yamagata prefecture? And long story short. So my friend told my now boss about me and we had lunch together. And then my now boss was like, would you want to become a Yamabushi? And I said, anything to help build the profile of this area, I'll do it. Yeah, so <laughs> that's essentially what happened. So, Did he tell you why he chose you? Um, no, I think it was just like horses for causes. 
like <laughs> I was there and yeah I, I think it's just like being in the right place at the right time kind of mm -hmm. thing yeah I think like there's not many people like me in this area yeah you yeah. would be unusual and you've yeah. been there for a while right by the time yeah. he was introduced to you you yeah. were already I'd pretty been established there for six years yeah probably heard of you in various other places oh I'm not sure if you had but <laughs> like, oh, sure. I think Possible. yeah he yeah. might have seen or heard you around and then yeah. got this introduction to you and was yeah. like oh that guy okay yeah I've already mm. seen him yeah you know, maybe saw you on the local TV or the in the local newspaper or something. You know how we foreigners tend to end up getting yeah, to do these kind of things when of you just don't know yeah. who sees you. Yeah. And then later it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> People know you, right? Without yeah. you realizing, especially, yeah, I get you being in somewhere very, you know, unpopulated by foreigners, yeah. right? That's why the word domo is extremely useful. In Japanese, because yeah, I'm not sure if I've met you before, but if I have, domo. If domo. I haven't, domo. domo. Yeah, <laughs> it's domo because I may have met you, but I can't remember your name. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then, oh, domo, domo, uh, domo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiya, yeah. Hi, yeah. So, mm. what was it about this area that fascinated you? Is it the nature? And is yeah, it yeah. is it different to where you came from in New Zealand, or were you sort of in a, a very nature? Leiden place in New Zealand as well. Um, so I was born in Lower Hutt in mm -hmm. Wellington. So, and my house backed onto a forest. Right. So I would spend days on end outside in the forest. Wonderful. And it's quite a, quite a familiar yeah. setting to, to where we are here in Yamagata. Mm -hmm. So the nature is, is one part. Yeah, it's just pristine, really beautiful. And it's like really easy to get out into nature as well. It's kind of like I wake up and then I can walk. Two or three minutes, I'm in the middle of the rice fields, and there's a Mount Chuokai, two thousand two hundred thirty-six meter mountain, like right in front of me. Yeah, it's, it's quite quite a rural location, um, and it's quite similar to New Zealand in that respect. Like you can just mm. go out, out into nature. Um, but for for this area, so I don't want to offend people, but when I go to Tokyo, the food like just doesn't taste as good as here. <laughs> It's all like freshly, it's just, freshly it's all picked fresh. and freshly. It's actually like people yeah. just take it straight from the garden and yeah. put it straight from on your to plate. Table. Real. It's literally yeah. every day what you're yeah. eating. Yeah, I get yeah. you there. Yeah. I especially felt that with edamame. Because <laughs> <laughs> like this area has, they're called dadacha mame. Mm. They're like the, the best edamame I've ever mm. had. <laughs> Not like all edamame sweet. are created equal. Yeah. You know? There are many kinds of edamame. <laughs> the, the, the food, yeah, the nature, and then this area was, it was one of the catalysts for the the last samurai story. Um, I can go into the history of that, but it's quite a, well, quite a long story. Um, I was uh, going to so, ask you if you thought you were a samurai in your past life. <laughs> that was actually my next question. It's really? on my piece of paper. I will show you later. Do you think you have some thing in your aura Connection. that you were connected in the past? Uh, what, it's it's possible. something really special, I think, to be drawn to a place like you have been in Japan and really devote to the yeah. place and everything about it. So maybe there's something there. Um, yeah. It's possible. Um, this one area is the size of Tokyo, but the population is maybe 250,000. There's three Japan heritage sites in this area alone, 
which is like the only area in Japan that has, well, I mean, besides like Kyoto, which has world heritage and, and stuff yeah. like that. But, mm. um, and then like Yamagata Prefecture has four Japan heritage sites. Mm. And so like, it's quite culturally important. This area is called the Shonai area of Yamagata. It was cut off by mountains and the, the sea. So, and it was home to the richest family in Japan until after the Second World War right. as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, for people who are wanting to know a bit more about Japanese culture, Tim, what are some things you yep. see as key? And then I think a really great tale to that is mm. how it ties into the business world as well. Yeah. We have a lot of people who are in business who listen to our podcast, but yeah. we'd really be keen to hear what you think about that connection. So I think my answer will be the same is, is just get as involved in the community as you can actually go out of your way to go to events and be noticeable even just by being non-japanese you you stand out but um but like actually making an effort to don't really want to use this word but non-communication drinking and communication so like getting out and and going to social gatherings and and things like that that's what i did so i like every chance i had to to go out i would and then built a pretty substantial network here i'm on a first name basis with like local mayors and politicians yeah. and stuff mm. uh, and also so i made i made a website it's called devasanzan.com to share the the, the three mountains of deva so i kind of like did that kind of voluntarily or like half voluntarily and through that so i got a inquiry at the end of last year it was, it was this time last year and through that I appeared in a video for the Prime Minister of Japan's official YouTube. <laughs> As you do. Oh my As goodness. you do, Tim. Wow. It was like the gastronomy of Japan, like the, the secret of Japan's oh, okay. gastronomy. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. So With your mountains. I was a, yeah, it's <laughs> the mountains. Your like, mountains. You've made it. You to can see me playing playing my conch. Um, Oh, right. Oh, we'll have to have it. We'll pop that in the show notes as yeah, well. It's very short. Yeah. It's only it's only a two minute video. But, uh, it's like, hi, we're from the Prime Minister's office. <laughs> it's like, is that really? Would you like oh, to this come is on one our of those yeah. like only in Japan moments, right? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it really. Everybody is. has them when you're here. It's like, oh, yes. Sure. Certainly. Cool. <laughs> yeah. How cool. can I help you? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, through your Yamabushi work, taking part in Yamabushi, I'm sure you have learned a lot about, like, Shinto, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The more I learn about Shinto, the more I understand why we do things in Japan, why yep. people take their shoes off, why there's this obsession with everything being so clean. And, and yep. a lot of it can be traced back to the original belief system of Japan, which is what we call Shinto today, right? Mm. Um, so what are some of the things that you have noticed from that and i like i was thinking maybe through your yamabushi training you probably yeah. had a boot camp in it yeah for yamabushi so one of our most important roles is to commemorate the souls of the deceased mm. there's a belief in japan it's called kanabi shinko where when we pass away our souls do their own voyage in the mountains they do, they do their own form of yamabushi training in the mountains and so they start in the lot low-lying mountains and they're guided by 13 buddha until they reach the summit of uh, in our case it's mount gasan and when they reach the summit of mount gasan they turn into kami and then the souls that are prayed to they turn into kami that do good 
good things, but the souls that aren't prayed to, they do bad things. Oh. And so, and so, for example, with 311 and the earthquake and tsunami 12 years ago. So at that time, like whole families were wiped out. And it means that there's no one to pray for the souls of the deceased. And so that's, that's our role as Yamabushi. I think because I've been a Yamabushi now for six years. And over time, it's kind of like, it wasn't like it, there was just like one moment where I just decided to do this. But over time, I've kind of like figured out or like understood the importance of the ancestors. Yeah. The importance of the people that have come before us. And because they literally give us everything. It is literally because of them that, that we exist. So I, I make a point of when I, whenever I go back to New Zealand, I make a point of visiting the grave sites of my family. Or uh, So I didn't mention this before, but um, when I first met my boss from earlier, it was a week after my dad passed away after his funeral. And so I also go and visit. Cause he, he was hiking in Haikakariki, just north of, wellington and so like um i try to go there as much as i can as well it was right. in the middle of the mountain but <laughs> yeah wow, wow. Yeah. chills chills <laughs> yeah and i yeah. like they've got chills down my legs mm. yes there. Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah i, I feel like crying <laughs> <laughs> well don't start because i will so. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> No, that's it's, such a beautiful thing that yeah. this person appeared in your life just a week after your father passed away. Yeah, and rather important detail you forgot to mention well, there. Yeah, I mean, oh I, I, like, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. No, it's it's, it's, it's part just of that your mosaic, divine timing your or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's timing. Yep. Yeah, mm. and isn't that it though? Isn't things that come come to us delivered by angels, spirits, whatever mm, it might mm. be at the right time when we need it. And we yeah. don't really know, but now looking, look at that, reflecting back, it was so meant to be where you yeah. are now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's the veneration of the ancestors, right? Yeah. And that we see that all through Japan. It's a big industry. It's a big, um, when I say industry, there's a whole industry that revolves around veneration of ancestors, well, like Obon, right? Obon, Obon yeah. growing the flowers that people put on the graves. Yep. And this year there has been a shortage of chrysanthemums right. that was in the news. Yep. And because that is the main flower that you would put on the family graves. Yeah. This is a big big deal, you know? I, so, I, have a, yeah. I have a funny story about chrysanthemums. Because I didn't realize that they were the the flowers that you you buy for like funerals. Mm. And so, of course, one time I, I angered my wife oh, and dear. wanted to get her some flowers. <laughs> and those <laughs> so are, the, they're everywhere, right? When you go to any shop, you can always find At the supermarket. Them. Yeah. And <laughs> they so are, they're everywhere. Do not give anyone chrysanthemums. Yeah, chrysanthemums, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's what my dad used to give my mum every birthday. Oh, right. So it worked in New Zealand, a pot plant mm. of chrysanthemums. Yeah. yeah. But when I was in Japan, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, a real interesting cultural difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was a shock for me, my wife as well. Anything wow. else through your Yamabushi training that you've used, like, oh, that explains why we do this in Japan or why I see that. Uh, Anything else so, that's come up for you? Um, one thing, so it was interesting before, um, you mentioned like the, the uchi to soto, so like interior and exterior, inside and outside. So um, this is something that my, my master Yamaburushi always talks about. It's, it's not something that I, I thought of. But so 
master he always explains how like there's no clear day which is today is summer and tomorrow is uh, autumn or there's no clear day where today is spring and tomorrow is summer or things like that and so um he always talks about like this uh, vagueness or ambiguity um and he thinks it comes from the seasons but i'm not sure uh, but anyway so for example so in japanese houses so you have you have the genkan so you have like the normal entrance that's kind of like half inside and half outside mm. and then you also have what's called an engawa so like you would have like a tatami room and then there would be like a corridor and then it would be outside and so this corridor you can it's kind of like halfway inside and halfway outside as well yeah and it goes along the side of all the rooms exactly. of the house right yeah, yeah. so that it's not inside where people's private stuff is in the rooms right engo is more like a hallway yeah yeah mm. yeah so there's yeah. like um so he says that like this is why so it's, it's a bit of a stretch but he says this is why there's no clear like yes or no in japan there's it's always kind of like a, there's always like some sort of gray area and he says that because of that like japan is extremely accepting of of outside cultures like how they Mm. absorbed buddhism yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. yeah but that's another thing that my master always that's mentions a, um, yeah i'm really glad you put that into words it's something that i've always sort of noticed and not really could explain it like you yeah. just have and so i remember when i moved to this current house that i live in now 13 years ago and there's a few neighbors who would just open the front door and come into yep. my gang cart yep. Yep. and i'm like because that's legal they'd be, they'd like they'd be like open the door and like hello <laughs> And yeah. then just come on in, and I'm like, "What?" I, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I learned to make sure my doors locked yeah. so that that wouldn't happen. But yeah. that happened a few times, and I was like, oh, "Okay, they obviously seem to think that this is that's okay, and it's not yeah. private space." So it's legal. Really shocking. Like right? the gink on the entrance, it's legal to go in until like you can't step up. Mm. Yeah. That's why people say, "Agari kudasai." People say to you, "Come up." Yeah. When you go into someone's house and they're actually yeah. inviting you inside past the, the yes, threshold. But when you yeah. take your shoes off, they'll say, yeah. I'm gonna go and so that's your official invitation to come inside. That's right. Very interesting. But like just getting in the front door. Oh. People when they come and deliver something, I have a water delivered sometimes and they will come right in and I'll feel oh, he's right inside my house. <laughs> but it's not. It's where the carpet starts is the, yeah, the start of the inside, yeah. right? And when the chaps come to do fixing the aircon or whatever they go to that bridge and then say can i come in and yeah they come right. up to the carpet yeah. so i really love that you've explained that yeah yeah and mm. every once in a while i get up and go past my my entrance and i find there's a bag of vegetables or like someone i don't know <laughs> but who inside has, your house inside someone's the opened house. the front door and put them and there and gone but not on the step there. below the step okay. yeah yeah, we have a little table there. So. Ah, for oh. such. Yeah, because you oh, want yeah. to put it on the dirty floor, right? Yeah. And to put it on yeah. the receiving table. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I, I don't even know if you can answer this question. Your greatest learning, do you think, from Japan? Is there something you've noticed that's really... Oh, probably probably the, the biggest thing is that Yamabushi philosophy of uketamo. Mm. Um, and so just I accept and so it's not just like um, your master tells you to do something, you accept and you do it. It's well, there's part of that, but it's it's much deeper. Like for example, so we've been up Mount Gasan when 
it's been there's been a thunderstorm there is actually like a thunderstorm while we're walking so i've been above the clouds and seen lightning are looking down on the lightning happening yeah right oh my goodness Um, that's that's always scary but like uh you kind of just you get all more just trust, just like, right? Your trust. Yeah, it's kind of exactly, like a, trust. a trust between you and this master person, right? That he's well, going to yeah, look out yeah. for you. And yeah. he's got, what he's doing is in your best interest. Yes. And you're going to do yeah. your best to support, follow along, right? Yeah. And yeah. this is what happens in Japanese companies. This is like every day of the yeah. week. People are you like, kind of, kind of Hi, go off the floor. Um, please move your entire family to Sweden, you know, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we see that a lot. Whereas, for a New Zealander, it's like, hang on a minute. My, I would like to use Me. my personal decision-making skills here to decide yeah. about myself. Yeah. And it really does rub up against this Japanese it culture does. of it does. I accept and yeah. just go along. Going, It looks like going with the flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there is like a be? yeah. There, there is an, like there is a certain extent that it's. I think it's okay to say no, but in general, just accepting things that have happened and and moving forward yeah yeah it's getting on with things yeah yeah getting on with things yeah, yeah and not giving up right like even though and you mentioned 311 just before and where i live in fukushima um yep. we experienced that right and so yeah. i was like yep time to pack up get out of here yeah everything's everything's stuffed this place is is gone and yep. looking around me everyone just got on with tidying up and then yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. later, we had finished tidying up. It took 10 years, but, yes. you know, yeah. um, I was ready to leave. I just thought, this is the end of this place. Nope. Nobody mm. else seemed to think that. And they just got on with it. And it's that's exactly what Fukushima. Fukushima is one of the territories for the Dewa Sanzan. So it's the whole eastern coast. Yes. Like people have, they visit the Dewa Sanzan mountains and they have been doing that for at least three or 400 years, like mm. old families. And after... 311. So my master, master Hoshino, he took in people from Fukushima. Right. Like, yeah, for a few months even. Mm. Yeah. Iwaki? Iwaki That's is That's where like, I live. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's, yeah. Master Hoshino goes there every year. It's it's called a Kasumi Bat. Mm. And he, he goes there every year to pray. Um, mm. Oh, maybe I'll de- catch up with him next time he's over here yeah. and meet this chap. Yeah. I think it'll be in February or March. So mm. I'm in February. Okay. But yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um this, you know, aesthetic training in the mountains is not disconnected from what is actually going on oh, no in Japanese no. business, Japanese no. uh, daily life, right? Yeah. So it's very interesting to There's, see those connections. Yeah. Like we get them more like especially for even business and stuff. So we've had a few CEOs and things like that come and, and do our training. Uh, one guy was he was a designer for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And he had designed like um, trains, like some Shinkansen. Yeah, he's just like the clarity that it gives you to just go out in nature and, and pray and then come back. Yeah, he says it's, it's second to none getting out into nature. Yeah, yeah no hangovers for that clarity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Wow. Really fantastic. Anything else, Tim, that you wanted to share? That we um, haven't covered out yet. Yeah. I don't know. I've been trying to build up the profile of this area for, for a while now. And um, so my daily blog is more like a, I just want to keep up like the rhythm. Um, 
be consistent, and right? You're putting consistent. it out every day. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I've, I've been doing it for five years now. but A daily blog for five years? Yeah. Well, oh, well, I started good. on, sorry, Amazing. nearly five years. So it started on 1st of January 2019. I think that's like kind of like the, the base or the, the heartbeat is what I call it. Um, and then from there, I try and build up on things like uh, doing like YouTube, Mm-hmm. or a blog so i've been writing a weekly like a newsletter it's called mountains of wisdom where i write about the local area culture and like uh culture of yamabushi and then also in japan in general and i think i have a pretty unique perspective on japan so being a yamabushi and then living here in yamagata and then just a little word <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i try That's and amazing. like mm. condense what i learn into bite-sized uh, pieces of content Brilliant. They're very inspirational. There's usually a snapshot of, I go, ah, oh, ah, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to carry that with me today. You know, something comes up, I go, oh, that was what Tim was talking about this morning. Yeah. That newsletter. So, yeah, you've got me hooked. <laughs> oh, what, thanks. What, what plans then for the future for Kiwi Yamabushi, Tim? Yeah. So, part of Yamabushi is that you don't think too much about the future, mm. <laughs> like, or you don't like, your focus is entirely on what you're doing at the moment. It's like uketomo of the uketomo. of the current situation. The current situation. Mm, yeah. The moment. Um, so what I will, think be, I, will be, right? I wrote about it like last week, I think it was, where um, someone who came on our training mentioned that you don't focus on the mountain at, in the distance in front of you. You focus on your footsteps. Yes, that's true. how you, you move forward. Yes. And so that's what that was I'm great. trying to do. So I love that. He was a Brazilian guy. He's a reiki healer. Um, mm-hmm. Very insightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I'm just going to try and focus on on footsteps in front of me. So, brilliant. Keep and doing what I'm doing as, for now. as you've experienced, people come along at the right time, and, oh, and yeah. amazing things happen if you yeah. are focused in um, thinking about what's happening now and are able to pick up that opportunity. Right. So exactly. Mm, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. That's really yep. fantastic. Anything you wanted to ask? The wisdom of the jandals in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of the jandals. Where did that come from? Um, you'd <laughs> like to ask us. At least you, Jane, your wisdom. <laughs> I think it would be great to actually meet you in person. It would be. If that's possible. Do you sometimes um, come to the, the place of not-so-nice food, Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> so I used to. Before COVID, I would go at least three or four times a year. Well, now you've a got year. a purpose mm. to come here. Yeah. And I obviously we, I'm up in Iwaki as well and we yeah. meet up there with Jane and – do things there yes, too. Yes, let us Love know you. if you do come over yeah. to, with your master. I will Iraqi. be. Um, I will be at least going to the border of Fukushima and Yamagata because there's a few mountains I have to climb. It's there. quite. It's so. quite far away from Iwaki, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Iwaki's yeah, quite it's south, isn't it? Well, let us know. Keep yeah. us in touch, and we would love to meet you in person and and talk yes, some more yes. and get some more friends around you to hear what you have to say. But we'd just like to also say. Congratulations on everything you're doing, and it's so solid. Uh, we're really pleased to have you in Japan as another yeah. Kiwi leading the way, and thanks for telling us all about it today. And yeah, being, you're welcome. Now you are a successful jandal in Japan. You've earned the honour, <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> another title. Thank you very well, much, you, Tim. You know what I'm wearing right now? <laughs> oh, you're not. Are, are you, you wearing oh your jandals? God. Oh, my I goodness. <laughs> it's not that hot today, is it? Is it jandals weather over there? Oh, well, it's, it's about 25 here, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Warm enough for me. Thank you so much, Tim. Keep in touch. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much. 
Wow, what an interesting conversation. I did not know what I was going to hear when we started that interview with Tim. So many things I learn, even though we've been in Japan, both of us, 20 odd years each. Just stuff that just came out. Thanks so much, Tim. Yeah. That uketomo has got me uketomo, I feel yeah. super relaxed right now. Like I'm about to take some friends out and about mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, I just accept if we get a little lost, we miss the train, what's going to happen? What's You'll the worst? You'll wait Nothing. five minutes for the next train, right? Or the so 10 it, minutes. Yeah. Wow. It's a great mm. philosophy or way to think about things. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. I accept. I accept. And that, that word to sum it all up is super useful because I've always wondered about this just sort of. I always thought it was a blind acceptance of Joshi Why? says, you know, your superior says do X and everybody goes, yes, yes, and does it. But it's more than that, mm. isn't it? It's, there's more mm. to it than that. And I've seen it, you know, through COVID, watching people losing their jobs outside of Japan, not everybody outside of Japan, but outside of Japan, a lot of people lost their jobs or had to change their jobs during COVID. Whereas in Japan, that didn't really happen, mm. right? Mm. So there's this trust that I give you my cooperation and in return, you look out for me, even when it's hard, even when things like COVID come along, right? Yeah. And that's unwritten though, right? It's an understanding. Yeah, yeah it's just not in the manual. And there's no the memos go out about it right yes and as a foreigner you were like no but i didn't want to do that my personal like mm. sovereignty is being encroached on here yeah but it's a different concept right this yeah mm, it wow. goes both and, ways yeah, yeah. Mm. the other thing i loved was that inside outside that's really just amazing very practical and the vagueness and the vagueness of mm. the and maybe it is related to the seasons because certainly it's meant to be autumn now and it's only just sort of trying to be it, literally. I know last time we talked about leaves falling off trees, but actually the temperature has reduced a little bit. So we are feeling autumn. It's, but it's feeling gradual, no big, isn't it? It's yeah. gradual. It's not yeah. suddenly. And whereas in other countries it's like, oh, summer's finished, that you notice it because it's, it's a very sudden changing yeah, well, even in New to, Zealand, yeah, you know, right? when the yeah. uh, daylight saving finishes, it's almost like it knows yeah. and it starts to turn chilly. Yeah. Like it's quite dramatic. But in Japan, it's much more gradual, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, mm. so I thought that was fantastic. Also, mm. you know, even that example of the CEO who went and did his training, mm. who's in that, obviously, that big commercial world, expensive, money-driven Ferrari designer, mm. yet had this clarity, having gone and done the training i think that says a lot in the mountains of nature we mm. need in this world hmm. very very fascinating and yeah just confirmed to me that you know these mysterious things that people do in japan it all comes from the original belief system right mm. which is uh, which we can see today and in what is shinto as we know it today um, right. obviously things have changed a little bit but it all gets all connected there, right? So you want to know about Japanese culture, there's a place you can look and learn more. Mm. And usually if something comes across your path, it's come at the right timing for you. That was a little bit of a spooky Ooh, moment, wasn't was it? Boo -boo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Well, that's just, it. You know, there's sometimes those things are meant to be. And there were practical points too, weren't there? Like getting involved in the community. Yes. And, I mean, obviously Tim is doing mm. that to the max, mm. going to events and being noticed. And he didn't mean standing out because you're a foreigner. He meant 
being, attending. Doing, doing things, being attending involved. And helping. Mm. Yeah. Showing up. Um, showing up. Yeah, yeah, I thought those were obviously very practical. But, yeah, just really enjoyed that episode. I feel very yeah. calm. Me too. I feel extremely calm. Some of the episodes we do, we will end in a quite hyped up yes. for the day. And we we, that works. Too. But, again, yeah. we've been delivered the soft, reflective episode mm. and conversation with Tim. And thank you so much, Tim. You've set me on the path for I'm not going to just do it for the day. I'm going to do it for the, at least the week. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> go Excellent. with the flow i'm gonna do yeah. that I'm gonna do yeah. yeah thank you Just so trust. much yeah trust that it's all gonna happen yeah what's that next step <laughs> what, what is that next, next step <laughs> yeah where are you putting your foot next <laughs> more episodes coming soon and uh events happening kiwi events happening here in tokyo too yes so the kiwi aussie mixer is a new event that's really casual networking the next one is on the 19th of October. So yes. if you're around and about, check out the Australian New Zealand Chamber of Commerce website and you'll see the event listed there. It's really casual. It's about just what Tim talked about, eating and drinking and getting to talk to, with people and get to know people, mm. Kiwis and Aussies in the community. So come along. And that can, anyone can join, right? You anyone don't can have join to be that. A member you don't have of... to be a member. No, that's no. right. It's an open yep. open event. So make yeah. sure you come along and say hi. <laughs> until All then. Right. Until then. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. listening make sure you check out our guests links in the show notes this podcast is brought to you today by Catherine o'connell law and pod launch with jane if you have a great story you think should be on the show come and find us on linkedin or instagram we'd love to hear from you see you next time matane